Would you feel more comfortable on an improv stage or canoeing in the backcountry? Find out which Book Interrupted member you're most like by visiting www.bookinterrupted.com. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. And I was actually grocery shopping when I was listening to you. And I'm like, yes, I would love to come back. (laughs) (laughs) To the deli. This was going to lead to burnout. Then why the fudge did I keep doing it? I'm very evil. Yes. So all these people that point fingers at women when they have their miscarriages, that they did something wrong. It is not your fault. If they take the time for themselves now... It means basically their career's over. Yeah. I have a lot of old books. I'm probably poisoned. Sarah, hands on the screen. We need to see. I don't want you fidgeting around down there anymore. Disrupted mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, and we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from September 5th to October 16th. It's Kara's book pick and we're reading Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. This groundbreaking book explains why women experience burnout differently than men and provides a simple science-based plan to help women minimize stress, manage emotions, and live a more joyful life. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to the fan and follow-up episode for the book Burnout, Care's book pick by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Okay, so this episode, we're going to go through any follow-ups from the book cycle and any fans that contacted us, commented on anything during that, not necessarily a be about the book. All right. I listened to, well, not all of it, but I listened to about half the audiobook because Kara mm. and Leah both said they listened to the audiobook. And I was curious about some of the things like how the music kind of throws it off a little bit here and there. So I think if the audiobook, this is my opinion, if the audiobook had music all the way through, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But, or if the audiobook had music when they ended the chapters, which they also did, but occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally when they wanted to get their point across and they thought it was like more powerful or sentimental or something, then all of a sudden they throw in some music out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> made it really hard to listen to the important information they were telling during that time. So that's, now I understand what Leah's like, it's kind of, I thought the music was fine other than the fact that I would have preferred it the whole audiobook or not at all. Totally. Was it just like when they were telling their stories of their made-up characters? No, it wasn't. It would be more like... No, it was random. It was just like random? It was like what Sarah said. It was used as a highlighter, which Mm -mm -mm. then you can't focus on anything they're saying because your brain, at least for me, would get caught up in, well, what's the predictable pattern here? When can I anticipate music? (laughs) I know why they did it evolutionary like if you look back before there was the written word and stuff people would pass on knowledge through song and storytelling 
oftentimes people can remember something better if it's done in song. So they were probably like, this is the point that I want you to remember. And I'm going to add music, but like, maybe this will make it, you know, you remember it better. That's what I think they did. That does make sense. But did they sing the information? No. Yeah, but just like having music. They didn't sing the information. It was more like... <laughs> it was like done like a movie does it. You, right? Okay, so you know in a movie how when a, like, a sentimental scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. scene would come up and you'd have like... Dun, 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 like try to like stir up your emotions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a stir up your emotion kind of moment. But it would be like, and women... Everywhere. Like, I don't Let know, us join know. together and fight against the patriarchy. Yes. Da, uh. da, da, da. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be something like that. Or like all these women are working together to not be only working for the patriarchy. Whatever it was. Like they would say something that in a dramatic way, like they're sympathizing with all women everywhere. So was it ever a song that you already knew or was it always just music? Like not... It was just music. Yeah, it wasn't like all of a sudden Christina Aguilera came on. (laughs) But I feel like if you're going to do that, do that at the same spot in every chapter or something like that. They're trying to do like an emotional imprint on that thing they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. But the emotional imprinting was too random the intervals so yeah. yeah that's why it didn't sink in because you couldn't listen i don't know it just i felt the exact same way as leah as sarah yeah so now you're just listening to music you're like what's that music what is- <laughs> totally yeah, distracted. Is, music is it is it on my no it's not out there is what you know like you'd be like taking yeah. out your headphones is it on the audiobook or is it like the neighbor blasting music oh it is the audiobook that's weird because the first time i thought oh no that ends the different sections that makes sense i don't think that's so cheap right and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it was stirring up sympathy and emotion out of what they were saying and i was like oh oh that's kind of odd okay and then it, they didn't cut it didn't happen again for a while like for an hour and then all of a sudden it happened again <laughs> i was like oh Did it detract from the content or like change the way you viewed it? I felt like it did. Yeah. Yeah, it distracted me from listening to the information they were saying because if the rest of the audiobook had an underline of music in the background that you kind of always heard and then during those emotional parts they did that, I wouldn't have noticed. Mm -hmm. But because there's no sound on the rest of the audiobook (laughs) and just those moments, then it really throws you off. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and listen to what it was saying because the music threw me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, with Malcolm Gladwell's oh. talking to strangers, if you guys listen to the audiobook, the music made sense because it was always at the same sort of beats, you know, yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. this one was, yeah. Can, can we introduce yes. the voice that just talked that's joining us, our special guest for this episode? Good point, Lindsay. Da, 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 da. Oh, we haven't introduced where, her. Where's our manners? Oh, yes. I totally forgot. I know. That. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, she's old news. She's already been on. I'm going to take that <laughs> as a compliment. Wait, we just wanted to jump into bashing. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just like part of the family. Virginia here. is part of the crew. Yeah, Sarah, please introduce. (laughs) Virginia's back on for this fan episode. We've been meaning to get her back on for a fan episode, and we just kept on forgetting. Oh, that's not true. We'd had troubles organizing our schedules. If you listen to the podcast, it was like, wasn't Virginia just like disorganized? She's very important. (laughs) See, just like family, right? (laughs) Who's Virginia? No. (laughs) 
Yeah, dump on family sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's missing. <laughs> so, yeah, we invited Virginia for the fan episode. And Virginia was our fan for She Chose Midnight Library. Well, yes, I was going to yeah. let her By say, Matt, but you know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, that was my Virginia impression. Okay. So, Virginia, what have you been up to? Can we find out what yeah. you've been up to over the last little bit? since you've yeah. been gone from our podcast. So glad to have uh, been asked to come back for this because I've been listening along. And on one of your episodes, I heard you all talking about me coming back on for a fan episode. And I was actually grocery shopping when I was listening to you. And I'm like, yes, I would love to come back. <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, deli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come back to the grocery store any day you want, lady. <laughs> 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 I looked a little odd, but that's okay. I love it here. <laughs> My answer is yes. <laughs> it's been a great summer. And yeah, just I've been reading some fiction books over the summer, just some nice light reads and stuff. So yeah, nothing too crazy. Any recommendations for the books you read? The Rose Code. That was a really good book. Oh, was... I read that, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did yeah. you like it? Yeah, I did. I wanted to be rose from titanic da vinci code mashup <laughs> no 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 it's a historical fiction and it's women who are breaking codes in the yes. war oh war. that's cool that's interesting so kim yeah. sounds cool too her Thank version you. of it your pitch could, i mean your book pitch she could have been a code cracker yeah maybe that's a maybe that's a new idea for a book running around <laughs> looking rose at paintings <laughs> Well, thanks for the intro. It's good. I'm happy to be here. So. Yeah, welcome. And I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take over your Lindsay. discussion of the audiobook, but she yeah. talked and I was like, nobody's oh. going to know who that. Well, maybe they'll probably recognize your voice. Maybe she's the most popular voice. Our fans can email us at any time and tell us what they like, what they don't like, right? Or if they want their voice on. What's the address, Sarah? <laughs> oh, it's connect <laughs> at bookinterrupted.com or... <laughs> Sarah's inside um, herself again. <laughs> They're talking oh, to me. That came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, never comes out right. Figuratively. <laughs> not literally. Oh, no. Sarah, no. hands on the screen. We need to see hands. <laughs> I don't want you fidgeting around down there anymore. <laughs> that is the worst person to say that to. Sarah's going to be so embarrassed for the next year. She's going to be inside herself for way longer now. Oh, my God. Never going to come back out. Oh, boy. So fans, yeah, they can connect with us. Yeah, email us at connect.bookinterrupted.com. And it would be also cool because a fan could email us a voice memo and then maybe you could hear your voice on the podcast too, just like Virginia. It would be fun for them. You could be the mystery voice that we don't introduce. They can also leave um, a voicemail on our phone number. We have a phone number. And our phone number is 416-900... I didn't know we had a phone number. We d- we don't get a lot of calls. I have to <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I never and it's also it. You don't call us? And just guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you get the last four digits, you win a prize. <laughs> and what's the country code for Canada? Is it zero one? Zero zero one. Okay, zero zero one. You can tell who made up that system. Am I right? <laughs> number one. <laughs> Zero zero one four one six nine zero zero eight six zero three, and you can leave a voice message too, and I can use that voice message and put it on the show. 
We would love to hear from you. Anything. What do you like? What do you hate? I now want to really do a crank call. You can. To that number. <laughs> yeah, crank us. We should all do it. I like that. Do it. <laughs> I will. You know I will. We're going to know your voice, though, Kara. Do a crank call. You kind of need someone to answer, you know what I mean, to participate in the crank. Otherwise, you're like, hello? Is your fridge running? Call me back. <laughs> call me back. I was just thinking of the, is your fridge running one? But when they call, they no one answers, right? Nobody answers. Nobody a does answer. I'll do a crank voicemail. So it has to be a one-sided crank mm-hmm. if there's going to be a if crank If you want to crank us. Or two people. Perfect. Just have two people on the line. <laughs> have, what, doing a skit of a crank call? <laughs> do it to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like the jerky boy. So three-way call us. Leave us a message. It's very complicated now. We're trying to encourage people. <laughs> all that stuff is ruined for kids these days, right? And the ding dong ditches. It's all ruined now for kids yep. with the ring doorbells and stuff. Right? Yeah. And then... They just have no idea the type of fun we got into. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got like video cameras on their doorbells, right? No. I wanted to leave like a some beer for a friend on his birthday and I, like, snuck over to his house and put the beer there and snuck away. Text me later. Thank you. And I was like, what? He's like, I have a doorbell cam. I was like, damn it. <laughs> now I have really his garden gnomes. You're a good <laughs> friend, though. Dropping off the beer. Good friend. It doesn't happen every year. Just if I happen to be like, oh, it's someone's birthday. My, you know, and I, I made know. beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the stars have to yeah. align somewhat. They got to align. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does anyone else have follow-up? Or I can go into a fan thing? Follow-up about burnout? Yeah. Yeah. Did we I have mean, any challenges or anything? I don't think so. We did not. Just finishing the book. <laughs> they would be a little bit too much to be going into mm-hmm. detail. There was no way I was going to do the worksheets. Yeah. I wasn't going to do worksheets. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't think we had to. They're just like, nice to have as resources. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. If you're burnt out, do you have time to? do those i don't know like no way am i putting that i'll put it at the bottom of my list and never do it well if you're burnt out (laughs) and you purchase a book on burnout arguably then you may be seeking to do some things to ease your burnout to remedy it yeah 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 yeah. they're in the right place in the right book i would say yes yeah because i was burnt out but well i had a miscarriage so i hit really hit rock bottom and Kim actually sent me Tony Robbins' book, The Giant Awaken the Giant Within. Mm-hmm. Oh, Awaken the Not to, not yeah, to be dramatic. Awaken the Giant Within. He had worksheets and stuff, and I did them all because seriously rock bottom. Like, I couldn't stop crying. So I did that, and it helped. Well, there you go. That's a good point then. Like mm-hmm. a personality type. Sarah was like a sponge for worksheets, even though she was out of all other fucks for everything else. So <laughs> yeah. it just mm-hmm. depends. So I did all of them. I was like crying in the paper. Did they help but... you? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's really good. I still recommend that to people. Although I tried to read it fairly recently to some people and there's there's so many dated references. Like he might reference OJ Simpson. Be like, OJ Simpson, oh you my never God. gave up. Oh You're like, wow. Yeah, it's not a great thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, maybe the great. World Trade Centers. I don't know how he could reference them in a way that, I mean, I guess just that they exist, but. That they'll always be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll never fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's dated in that way, but like the things that he's saying and the, the stuff that he's talking about, the way that he raises your awareness around those things are still totally relevant today and I needed to reassess my life do you know what I mean I was so busy mm-hmm. and so burnt out then when it happened it like stopped me in my tracks and I was like now what I just want to scrap it all for sure yeah one I- of the components of burnout is 
everyone has different experience with it, but if I'm speaking in generalities, part of the contributing factor with burnout is you think you're clear on what's happening and what's weighing you down, but doing exercises where you can increase self-awareness gets you very clear. And sometimes getting a healthy dosage of clarity is the first step. I would build on that and say also sometimes, again, in generalities, there may be an element of denial associated with burnout because you would think if one was aware of the inevitable outcome of whatever habits and things that you're doing, you would avoid it sooner before becoming burnt out. So there's a lack of awareness, Yeah, I, I think, that contributes to it. I think that's exactly it. So actually, so many things, not just burnout. Uh, Any problem. That's what we right. struggle totally. with. It's about what do you need to do to increase the likelihood of more consciousness or self-awareness in this area? Please. Start to get drilled down into you're not just looking at your output, your behaviors. What's the pathway in that allows you some insight into what are the beliefs that are driving me? If I already knew this was going to lead to burnout, then why the fudge did I keep doing it? That's like one of the main takeaways from that book with Tony Robbins is examining your beliefs. Like, where did they come from? Did you inherit mm -hmm. those from your parents and they're not even mm -hmm. yours? Because if you don't look at them and get really clear, you don't even know and you just operate on autopilot. Yeah. So yeah, clarity, self-awareness and insight is directly proportional to satisfaction and fulfillment yes. in life. Yeah. But you would need that time to stop and reflect. You have to make it. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's, but if you're going through burnout, it means you're like ping ponging through your life almost. Right. So you have to take that time. To... Why do you think your body and mind are screaming so loud in the form of burnout? It forces you to. Yeah. I wonder if it is to elicit the self-reflection. Totally. Right. Well, if that's what yeah. happened to me, then I had like a, a later miscarriage. miscarriage and then it was like, I was forced to stop. It was like a punch in the face. Yeah, yes. I was physically unable to go to work and emotionally unable to function in the world anymore. But it forced me to be like, okay, why what did am I, I doing? just keep my head? Yeah, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Just kept my head down and kept on going. But then I didn't go back to work for, I think, four weeks or something. A social worker was like, you're not able to go back to work. <laughs> okay. Which is great too. Someone else who understands and can sign off and give you the time that Virginia's talking about, right? She needs time. Yeah, they signed off and were like, you're gonna come see me twice a week and physically you're gonna get better and we're gonna talk why this is mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. Sarah, what was that process like for you getting a social worker to sign off? And I asked, because in my own occupation, a lot of clients now are coming and there's a lot of apprehension on their part. They have the doctor's note that says, no, you're going on short-term or long-term leave. But for many of my clients, there's this apprehension place where they don't want to submit it to their HR. And I'm noticing interpreting it as shame. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking at. And I know with my own experience, when I got the stress leave note, I knew I needed it. Like you said, you're just, you're unable to function, but also with myself, I took a while to be able to submit it. What was it like for you? And what pushed you to finally say, yeah, I'm waving the white flag. I will submit my note. Well, mine might be a bit different. So 
because I had a miscarriage, I had a call and say, I'm not coming to work today. I have to go to the hospital mm. because the baby didn't miscarry right away. So I had to go to a maternity hospital. And then I'm getting emotional a little bit. But then after the baby left, I called HR to say I had a miscarriage. Yeah. And so I didn't have to worry for a bit because something physically happened to me. Mm. But because I had it in maternity hospital, they had me automatically go see a social worker in that hospital. You're required to. So they had sent me up with an appointment to go see them the following day or two days later or something like that. So I did and then had my full breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and then they signed off that I wouldn't. But because I already had a case for having a miscarriage, then I didn't tell my HR that I wasn't going back because of these reasons. They got me in contact with my benefits company for short-term oh. disability. And I talked to that lady and I told her why they had me go to the social worker and she doesn't think I should go back. And, and I was also crying a lot. So I was yeah. crying on the phone to this woman too. And she's like, of course, how long does she think you need? And I said, I don't know. She isn't sad. And she's like, the most you can take is, I think it was four weeks or five weeks, whatever it was. And she's like, five weeks, that's it. You have the whole five weeks, even if you don't need it. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. It was a really lovely woman that was helping me, but my HR department and my work didn't know I was like emotionally having a hard time and breakdown. Okay. They only knew I needed that much time because I had a miscarriage. And you don't even have to tell them. Yeah, no, that's the I thing. didn't have to tell them nothing. So maybe some of your clients, they don't necessarily need to tell their HR department. They could say my physician recommends recommends me taking this much time because I'm not well and I need to go through treatment. You don't have to say what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm researching right now is through the Ontario Employment Standards Act is how much does the employer need to receive they information? They don't get to, they don't like, they don't. I mean, in BC, nobody has to tell us anything. Like they don't have to disclose anything. They just take a sick day or they whatever, right? It's only if you have a good relationship where you may want to, and but there's no obligation. And I just want to speak to that point too. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we are part of individualistic society as mm -hmm. opposed to collective. So everything that is encouraged here and rewarded and prized is competitive usually. It's about rising to the top. And so when you wonder why people don't want to, you know, submit their permission slips to not show up, it's because in every other fiber of our society, you're not allowed to not show up because then you're a failure. No, that's admitting defeat. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so it could be shame for sure, because all that's ever been indoctrined into everyone is that you, that's why there is so much burnout because people are not listening to themselves all going after mm -hmm. the golden goose or whatever, you know? So. And it can be legitimately career limiting is the thing. I mean, we can all say that people should have mental health days and stuff like that. There's still, you know, old attitudes being like, well, that person had stress. They can't handle more than their job. People mm -hmm. would just assume that. And then it could be career limiting for you. And I think a lot yeah. of people are scared that if they take the time for themselves now, it means basically their career's over. Yeah, Meredith, brilliant point. It could be career limiting for you too to not take the time. Right? <laughs> right? No, for sure, for sure. But I'm just saying that the perception of your value as an employee 
can change completely. Oh, yeah. So I think that's part of it, too. The same thing with maternity leave from back in the day, too, really. Totally. Right? Still now, yeah. And I was going to say the same thing. I think it screams stigma, and it screams self-stigma as well, that people aren't taking that time to, you know, take that slip to their HR and say they need the time off. It's It's been internalized that it's not okay. All the stigma, yeah. Yeah. The self-stigma really breaks my heart. Okay, also, Mm -hmm. sometimes the HR departments aren't necessarily working for the employees. They're working for the employer. And even though they're supposed to be there for the employees, it's still about how to make our company better. They have to report to their boss, which usually is not in HR. (laughs) You did we? So there is a shame with it. So it's more socially acceptable to be physically unable to work because Mm -hmm. you can recover in people's opinions. I recovered from my emotional breakdown. I had a miscarriage, but Meredith's right. I think there's a stigma associated with it. I never told anybody it was because I emotionally couldn't handle going back to my life. Mm -hmm. They just thought I had a bad miscarriage and I was physically ill. Yeah, well, like bed rest wheels. for however. And I let them think that when I came back. I never elaborated. Yeah. I made it very clear that I wasn't wanting to elaborate and people just avoided asking me. Yeah. Sarah, I'm so yeah. sorry that you went through that no. and really grateful that you spoke about it in this forum. Like, thank you for that. Aww. Well, because that is something and- we always say, right? Aww. Like, people need to talk about this more. Now we need someone with menopause to come on and tell us about that. <laughs> Right, miscarriages, menopause, like all these things that no one knows about until unfortunately someone goes through it or inevitably everyone goes through it if you're a woman, right? So like- But people don't come forward to your point though, until you go through it and until you're open about it. So that's why I love that you are being so open about it, Sarah, is that, you know, people, it could encourage other people to talk about it more because they don't. And then you don't realize how frequently it occurs with a miscarriage or, you know, some of the challenges that come with menopause. And I think it's incumbent on women to share more about this and then also not to judge either, right. Other women for, you know, or, or sort of blame, like I'm had a miscarriage as well. And there was a lot of blame on what I was doing wrong, you know, that caused it. It was unbelievable. Some of the things that came out from it. So I think that people just in general need to come together a little bit more. For sure. You have to be really brave to talk about it because it's such a vulnerable topic. But what you're also doing is now making someone else out there feel less alone, right? And I think that that's probably a huge piece of the vulnerability or shame pie is you think it's only you or you think it's your fault or you like all of these things, right? And struggling together is better. (laughs) I want to share something that that social worker told me. Mm. because you had people come up to you and blame you for what you were doing. So I blamed myself a lot because I was working way too much and I worked a trade show really late. And that next day I had the miscarriage. So I felt it was my fault. I lost my baby. Anyway, the social worker tried to make it very clear to me that that is not why I lost my baby. She's like, I'm going to make it as clear as possible because I wasn't listening. You know, I go into my law. So you were she inside said, yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, I was inside <laughs> you my know. Figuratively. <laughs> Again, figuratively. <laughs> figuratively. Not actually in with the social oh. work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole other conversation I they had. Yeah. I can't think. That coping strategy. 
if it were literally you can't go back to work if you're gonna use that as your coping strategy you need time off <laughs> how about five weeks that <laughs> is that enough <laughs> is that enough <laughs> okay um so she was saying there are women that come to the maternity hospital that are addicts and they don't eat any food because I'm like I'm a nutritionist I know everything you're supposed to do when you're pregnant and she said they don't eat the proper amount of food they barely eat at all they don't get any of their multivitamins they don't rest they're up for sometimes 40 hours at a time and they're shooting up stuff and they give birth to a baby your baby was not viable there's nothing you did that would make you have the miscarriage. Your baby wasn't viable and that's what happens. It's nothing you did. Your body it's knows. Your, your body, body knows. knows it wasn't viable pregnancy and then that's why you had a miscarriage. So all these people that point fingers at women when they have their miscarriages that they did something wrong, it is not your fault. Your baby wasn't viable. That's, that's it. it. It just that wasn't meant to be born. And that's wonderful that you got a social worker. Like, I feel like that should be more in place for women so that they have yeah. someone to talk to, so that they have, you know, the knowledge and the reminders, you know, if they start doubting themselves, if they start believing what people are telling them about, you know, this miscarriage happened because of something you did or didn't do, or I think it's wonderful mm -hmm. that hospital had a social worker for you. And I, I would love to see more of that in the future. Yeah, it's because yeah. it was especially hospital and my midwife yeah. told me to go there. But yeah. I think every hospital should have that. Yeah. They really should. Yeah, yeah because yeah. a lot of people, it's not like having a child is a specialty thing that happens very rarely to very few people. You know, I'm just saying mm -hmm. that a lot of people need that kind of care, right? It's it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that it's just- We're not just talking about one person place. out of yeah, billions. Yes. Yeah. It should be a conversation that happens a lot. Yes. And so many people came to me after I had my miscarriage, when I told them I had a miscarriage, so many people I knew told me they did too. And I had no idea because no one talks about it. Right. So many women I worked mm -hmm. with. Otherwise, I was like, remember when I was off, I had a miscarriage. I was like, what? Because no one talks about it. It's more common uh -huh. than you realize. I mean, and then you yeah. talk about the taking stress leave, the stigma there, but there's also certain stigma about even trying to get pregnant when you're working that you don't want your employer knowing that you're even planning in having children. They don't want you to go on mat leave and they don't want to know about it really. And so you could be trying and having miscarriages and you're not going to tell anybody because you're like, well, then they'll know that I'm trying to have a kid and I'll mm -hmm. be treated differently. And they may not consider me for a promotion right. or exactly. that other position yeah. that I really wanted. Totally. So I think that yeah. some of the silence comes from that. As well as the failing, right? Because again, in the, the competition and the success is so prioritized in this society and having it framed just how these guys are already feeling like it's their fault, right? So I'm not succeeding. I'm trying to do something and I'm not able to do it. I'm not succeeding at this. And that mm -hmm. is not okay because only success is prized here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The patriarchy, am I right? <laughs> this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book interrupted. Do you ever just stockpile all of your complaints and 
over the course of a few days, you're like, no, no, this is fine. And then you just get to your breaking point. I'm at that breaking point, folks. I really and truly am. Just coming off of a few days in a row, celebrating a lovely long weekend, but while recognizing that I didn't exactly remember to factor in socializing time into my work and school calendar. So telling myself, no, it's important, hang out with people, and of course I want to, just realizing it's coming at the cost of not staying up to date on my study schedule. So that was fine. Tried to balance like visiting as well as like reading an insane number of books and writing a number of papers. That was a bit exhausting. And then it led to, after a very full and busy weekend, the family getting sick. Knock on wood, I don't know how. I'm not sick yet, but I'm starting to feel it, which is getting me worried. The rest of the family is just a big snotty mess, high fevers, upset tummies. Last night was the worst, and I think I was up until 2 or 3 in the morning with the girls. Alarm went off just after 5 this morning. I'm like, oh great, the house is quiet, I'll get some time to myself. I let the dog out, the dog comes right back in. And guess what? The dog was sprayed by a skunk. It's now 6.30 in the morning. And I have just finished washing a stinky doggy. And you know what? I'm done. (laughs) You know that stockpile of complaints I was talking about earlier? They're all just wanting to come right out of me now and me just do a big complaining dump. Goodness gracious. There's no shortage of things going on. It's just like an endless stream of interruptions, really. Book interrupted. Okay, should we go to some fan stuff? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get to it. Let's be done with the follow-up let's do it. part. <laughs> Something light. <laughs> so we had Dr. Julie Shackelford. She's a professor of anthropology in Denmark. And she sent us an email because she uses our nonviolent communication playlist and she loves it. And she plays it all the time for her conflict resolution class. And then she added four songs that she would like us to add because she plays it for her class. And we obviously added them. One is Be Better at Listening. It's a Another good one. song. <laughs> you should listen to it. It's hilarious. I By who? It. Who is the Pomplamoose? Pomplamoose? Yeah. Like grapefruit. grapefruit. Okay. Like grapefruit. Like the grapefruit, yes. And then the Beatles Let It Be and We Can Work It Out. And Bob Dylan's with God on our side, but she likes the Joan bias, bias, bias version. So we added that one. And I was like, sure, sure. Of course we can add. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, right? She's using for her class. I know. Very cool. Yes, listen to the Be Better at Listening song. It's so good. (laughs) It has the countdown. Step one, stop thinking about yourself. And step two, try to think of someone else. And then it goes, step three, try to pretend that you care. And step four is try to care or whatever. <laughs> like something funny. Just like <laughs> try to listen to other people. I'd be more impressed if you like didn't talk so much. It was basically the song. It's hilarious. Did you guys know? So I love Carpool Karaoke with James Corden. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. And he had Paul McCartney in 
the car and Paul McCartney said, let it be Mother Mary coming to him. He visualized his dead mother coming to him and saying, let it be because he's having a hard time. And that's how the song came about. Isn't cool. that so cool? His mother is about Mother Mary, isn't it? But I thought it was like religious, but it's about his mother coming, his mother Mary coming and when he was having our time one night and saying, let it be. That's oh, so that's lovely. Nice. That's really nice. I know. We had Facebook book club stuff. I thought this would be a fun game for everyone. So Kim wrote a bookmark alignment chart on our Facebook book club. Thing. I didn't write it. No, you didn't write it. You posted it. She posted it. I shared it. Yeah, she <laughs> shared it. She didn't make it. Yes, and you said you were all types of evil. I'm very evil, yes. And then a whole bunch of other people posted what they thought they were. And the categories were lawful good. Describe the good. picture. Like, what's lawful good? Using an actual bookmark, right? A ribbon. No, lawful good is a book ribbon. And neutral good is a sentence pointer. What are those sentence pointers you can get? Bookmarks? Mm-hmm. Chaotic good is a scrap of paper or receipts. Lawful neutral is an ebook. So you just tag it. <laughs> True neutral is a proper bookmark. Okay. Chaotic neutral is a leaf. <laughs> Lawful evil is memorizing the page number. <laughs> neutral evil is leaving the book face down, like open where you left off. And chaotic evil is dog earring. Yeah. And again, totally evil. I don't even want people to dog ear, but I dog ear. I do all of them. Every single one. Every single thing? Yeah. I've even done the leaf. Oh. Yeah. Like dried leaves. All the categories. All the categories. I've done all of them. I do all the evils. Yeah. I haven't actually done a leaf, but I could say I've done all of them, but it's just more fun to be evil. If you're going to try the leaf, now's the time because it's the fall and you can get a beautiful leaf. Hold on. You've done a sentence pointer? Yeah. I've never, I've never even heard of that. Anyone else done a sentence pointer? I like this. I don't like the ones that fold in. I've tried those and they fold the page. I don't like that, but I'll use one that's got a pointer, that's got a sticker. And it'll say exactly where I am and I can open up, take the sticker, just put it on the back of the book till I'm done and then point it to where I left off. It's great for books that have really, really long chapters. Like, how do you know where you left off? Yeah, yeah, I'm becoming a little obsessive about finishing chapters. And rather than get a word pointer, I just get angry if the chapter is too long for the capacity. Totally, of totally. Me too. Look, I'm like, I must finish. How many pages is this chapter? It's like <laughs> I decided on the inside that all authors everywhere must now adapt. And yeah, have to me. Short, and I just get angry. If they yeah. don't follow that protocol, I'm like, you're ruining everything. <laughs> I feel like this is a PSA. Yeah, totally. Do you have one there? Can you show me what this word pointer, paragraph pointer, it looks like? I might have one at my desk. Well, you know those things that show you where you need to sign on legal documents, those post-it note pointers? You could use that. But yeah, then if it's a sticker, how do you use it over and over? Because a post-it yeah. note is restickable. Well, it's so. like post-it yeah, well, note. Meredith reads Ooh. a lot of books. So it is okay. sticky. It's sticky and you can use it over and over and eventually it loses a stick, but you can buy them in little I packages that have 50 of them in there. So, I mean, yeah. I have a package that lasts for, you know, forever. I'm so. just the random one. Any scrap of paper. Random good. Was that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's called chaotic good. Yeah. Like 
these things? Yes, oh. that's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Instant gratification. Thank goodness Virginia came on. Thank there. you. Jeez. I've had them in my drawer for 10 years. Leo, I'll give you some nice things. Did I show you this bookmark? Oh, yeah, the um, green colors. Yeah, the Poison Book Project. It's got pictures of books that have been confirmed to have cyanide in their pigment. It's called the Poison Book Project. You can uh, email these people at the Winterthur Museum and Garden and Library, and they will send you, if you read old books, you can compare the swatch to the book and say, well, maybe I should wear nitrile gloves. I'll read this book so I don't get poisoned. Oh my God. I just feel sad for the human that gets the bookmark and uses it as they're holding their green book. Like, what most happens in that moment? Well, <laughs> most commonly 1840s to 1860s. Color vibrant green book cloth on boards with vibrant green or faded brown spines with a gold or a blind stamp decoration and imprint English or American. So it says hmm. handling, wear nitrile gloves while handling and isolate books in zip top polyethylene plastic bags anyway so, so i emailed them and they sent me this bookmark so nice. so we put those gloves on to read it? I, oh i'm allergic to nitrile so no because mm. i would get gross pussy hand marks it would be no she would rather that. be poisoned by her whatever wrong, wrong with no them. i mean like it's for people who are want to read like an old book yeah like you yeah. should wear gloves because it's got cyanide in it don't want to be poisoned just wouldn't read the book yeah, yeah maybe but it's for booky people yeah, yeah. right doing a whole project mm -hmm. about all these they're testing all these books these old books to see kind of which pigments might be poisonous i have a lot of old books i'm poisoned. probably poisoned i would imagine <laughs> i will send you the link that could be a way to poison someone give them an old book. Uh, 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 very slow death a murder mystery idea poison yeah. them slowly with books right poison them slowly <laughs> yeah like yeah. for 10 years it's yeah. very very slow like and then make them read have you read that book yeah have you read yeah. the book again read it again and again, again. we're doing it's a so podcast good. on that book read it yeah. <laughs> just for the record i prefer lawful good which is a book ribbon i'm delighted for, with a book that comes with the book ribbon yeah i love it so much but it's not very common and then i use an actual bookmark the Harry Potter books that are illustrated yeah. come with a book ribbon in case <sighs> you would like to. Yeah. I just moved into a house and someone left the whole Harry Potter book series here. Ooh, nice. Wow. Yeah. And I was nice. like, well, this worked out. You could try and get a hold of them, but those, but I want to read them to Mac. So that works. So that's great. I've never read them either. No, I've never read them. Me neither. I've always wanted to. Gonna reverse order it. Watch the movies first. What a find. Yeah. Well, I figure it's like I'm getting so crazy sick of reading kids' books. So but I did just read something we both you enjoy might too. enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was another meme about uh, a bookstore with window designer and they put the book Farewell to Arms and then had one of those busts with no arms, you know? In the just window. the body. They're all arms. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And uh, so there was clever. someone that one of our fans wrote underneath awesomeness. Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. They're so funny. I love it. Yeah. At Brain Health retweeted Schweitz's a manuscript, Schweitz's Lindsay's <laughs> manuscript Monday, your moonwalk with Einstein, that one you were doing for your memory. The at Brain Health retweeted it to their peeps. Cool. cool. Ah, that's very cool. <laughs> what was that? 
my dog just bit my toe and uh I forgot that I wasn't on mute and she's because she's a puppy still so she's now not going to be cool anymore she was sleeping in the bed and then she came for a snuggle and now she's freaking out on the bed and so I was kind of just trying to like be quiet and move over there and she bit my toe (laughs) lovingly take me for a while playfully biting my toe but still sorry (laughs) so did that book work for you I'm just curious Lindsay because I remember no. when you were reading it, The Moonwalk for Einstein, like how to improve your memory. And it was really fascinating, but did it work? Yeah, there's definitely some things. I've heard about the memory palace before on other places. You have to really be a visual person to do it, I think. That was one of the main things that I took from it is the idea of you go through a house or you find a place that you know very well and then you put the things in a weird, make them very crazy or weird or something that would stand out and then you put them in the house so you in your mind walk through the house to remember everything I did it a bit Hmm. yeah I found it really fascinating but I think it's a skill you've got to practice a lot so I didn't do a ton of that but it's Hmm. cool I I think it was a great book it was fascinating I would highly recommend for your sommelier study uh not like that no I have other techniques I use because you have to memorize a lot of stuff so I do other things Actually, that's not true. I did use, I think I did use it for a couple of things, some of those techniques, but generally I just talk about things out loud all the time. All of my coworkers and Laird and everybody that wants to listen about wine, I will tell you about it on and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it until it gets stuck in my head. Yeah. Teaching somebody else something is a great way to solidify it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Have a listen to our off-the-shelf episodes. These are the silly, fun, and weird, wonderful things we do when we get off cue. So, listen to our off-the-shelf episodes to hear more and more from us, the Book Interrupted crew. I think you'll love it, and I know you'll laugh. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. You listen or pause. You can go to our show notes and do the quizzes with us. Blame myself and be like, there you go again, Kara. I'm not managing your life. There's so much to do and not enough time. Just period in life. I don't know about you guys. It pisses me off that we can't walk at night. Don't like these at all. No. (laughs) I know. It's hard because I'm applying logic to these non-logical answers. (laughs) Lindsay, Kara, and Leah, you're a walking inferno of blind howling rage. That's fantastic. And we salute you. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.